Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Welcome to Riverdale Rewind. I didn't know how we were going to start this off again. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I'm Jess. <laughs> and I'm Nomi. <laughs> and this is also the Riverdale Rewind again. <laughs> and it's part of the Riverdale Rewind. Yeah. And brought to you by coffee. And Scott Clark, Nissan and Honda and Toyota and all of his dealerships. I would just like to point out that you say Toyota funny to me. Oh. Have people said that before? No. (laughs) You have an interesting way of saying it, and I don't know. I think it must be a Chicago thing. Oh. Toyota. (laughs) Say it again. No, I'm not going to say it again now. Who's our sponsor? Scott Clark. Actually, I just finally got him out of my car, too. He was in my car for a week. He lives there. You think the car racket's a big game, but he just sleeps in all those cars. Yeah, we, uh, we were at Scott Clark's uh, dealership off of Independence. Yes. Was that it? Mm-hmm. For the last episode, we did a fandom episode. If you haven't seen it, you can find it on our WCCB Charlotte Facebook page. But we had an actual cutout of Scott Clark, and he lived in my car for a week. Yeah, and it's our only videoed episode this season, so if you want to see what our faces look like, you have to go to WCCBCharlotte.com. You sound so excited about people seeing our faces. I had makeup on that day. (laughs) That's one of the reasons. Not today, though. (laughs) One of the reasons why we stopped doing the video. I'm like, I don't have a mascara budget. No, we just didn't want to, you know, wear makeup. Just don't want to be pretty for anybody. You need to like me from the inside. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> My insides are beautiful. They are beautiful. Personality for days. Uh, you were at your sister's wedding last week. How did that go? Yes, it was good. Before we jump into the recap of Riverdale Rewind. She successfully is married. Oh, yes. I signed the form. You did? Yeah. I was maid of honor, so I had to witness it. And I did witness it happen, so I figured what better. Actually, they have you sign that before they get married. Really? Yeah, he had maybe it's maybe it's nullified. Oh <laughs> no, like before the actual ceremony, I signed the legal form. Oh, yeah. We did um, mine at the reception. Yeah, that's what I've usually seen. Mm-hmm. I think I've signed another form. I don't know. You're on all these marriage certificates. <laughs> yeah. and you, you don't know who you witnessed. Always a marriage signer, never <laughs> a bride. <laughs> if you ever want just to sign your marriage certificate, she's willing to for 50 bucks. For 50 bucks. Yep. You can pay me more to be a hype man and get the crowd dancing. <laughs> is that what you did over the weekend too? Oh, I helped Morgan dance. My sister's name is Morgan. <laughs> I told her she was concerned about what you do with your hands. <laughs> and so I said, Is that a legitimate concern? I, if you're not used to dancing, I guess so. You don't want to be an overthinker and look like a weirdo. So I was like, Morgan, you got to hold a drink in one hand and your dress in the other because she had a really big dress. So she, the whole night she's going dress and drink, dress and drink, dress and drink and dancing around. I felt so proud. <laughs> Baby's first dance. She did good. Proud moment. And she did um, choreograph, not choreograph dances. Well, they were choreographed, but she took like ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess she took one with my dad too, but um, her and her now husband took a dance. Because she's really good with like, if you give her a direction, like mm-hmm. if you give Morgan like a set of something to do, she's great with that. It's the freestyle that's not, it's overwhelming. So mm-hmm. she, if you tell her like, do this dance step, she'll learn it and do it. But if you're oh. like, now just dance. She must like, have been no. awesome in school then. 
She uh, did well. She had to work very hard, but she did well. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like. Usually- We're very different. I didn't work super hard, if I, especially if I wasn't interested in something, and I, I would pull off pretty decent grades. Uh, but she had to, like, work a lot harder to get those grades. So we had very different uh, – What's that? What was it? We were just very different styles, like, styles of learning. Yeah. yeah. And like if I I don't know, I feel like I could do really if I could apply myself better now. I mean, I had good, really good grades because I'm so smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> but like, I feel like if I went back to school now without the pressure of having to do well, I think I'd do really well because I like I like learning. I'm taking some skill pop classes here at Huga next week. Dude, they have so many classes, by the way. Like, they have a ton of interesting classes. You know what cracks me up is they're getting out of hand with things like artisan bread making and, like, Artisan dips. bread making. And those are the ones that sell out, but not, like, end design tutorials. Right. <laughs> applicable. I mean, I think food's probably a more applicable skill than in design, but. Right. But they also have one that always sells out is, like, how to get those beach waves in your hair. Right. That's interesting. But I love that, like. There's probably somebody out there who doesn't know and they need to go to that class. Well, I just, mine never stay. Well, you should take the class, clearly. Yeah. You're, you're missing a step one. It Hairspray? Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably some kind of like a heat responsive product. Mm-hmm. That can, well, <laughs> like even if I go to a hairdresser and she does it, it looks fantastic. But then after, I don't know. You should just get a A weave. couple hours, it's it's flat. Do it's a, straight. Like a clip and weave. Well, yeah, maybe you need a, like a higher product, a higher... Aquanet. You need glue. I need glue. There was actually kids in my high school that did glue, Elmer's glue in their hair for mohawks. Did they do that in your school? Uh, I don't know. I don't... Not They weren't telling me if they were. Oh. Oh, like the really severe punk mohawks? Yeah. I don't know if we really had many of those at my school. Oh, really? Maybe like one guy. I don't know. I don't remember them very well. I don't remember high school. We had a lot of people do like the Jennifer Aniston Friends haircut. That's too much maintenance. Also, I was a couple years. I'm a couple years older. Oh, but uh, there's always punks. There's yeah, punks have been around forever. But uh, speaking of high school, let's get into the podcast episode, the night. Midnight Club. Right, because this was more, this was like maybe five years before I was high school age. <laughs> I was watching it being like, oh, it's the 70s and the 80s. I'm like, no, actually, this is just. It's the Breakfast Club, yeah. but it's called the Midnight Club. 92. I was not in high school in 92, but I was in school in 92. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's when it's supposed to be, 1992, right? Oh, yeah, probably. Pretty, like early sure. 90s for sure. I'm, I think um, it was 92. And yeah. every season of Riverdale has a theme, and that's what the theme is this season, especially after last night's episode. It's it's just What's old, the theme? It's old school movies, like old school classic movies, such as. Oh, no, that's that's always been it. Well, the first season was iconic murderers. No, I thought it was old school movies, too. The, the, I thought the titles were named after old school movies. Uh, I don't know if it's of movies, but of killers, like iconic killers. You might be, they might have been turned into movies, but iconic killers was the theme of season one. I don't remember what the Oh, scene. I thought you mean like the names of the episodes. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. the names of the episodes like, are always movies, I think. Like, I'm talking about uh, the season of... Oh, the theme. The theme of the season. Oh, yeah. I get not, what you're saying. Not the names. Oh, I think I get what you're saying. Um, so, like, season one is, like, the the iconic mystery 
killer people. Um, this one was... Those I, legends of murder. Those legends of murder. Um, this season is more movies because every single episode, it's kind of around an iconic movie. Yeah, and we learned that all the parents in their trifling ways, of course they would awaken the gargoyle king back in their day. But I want to know, they found the game in the restriction se- restricted section, right? The Do- Doyle dad? Dilton Doyle's dad found it in, yes. say that three times fast. In the restricted section, I think, at the library. But I want to know, like, what's the history beyond that? Were their right. grandparents playing the game? Are we going to get that episode? <laughs> the That's all they do. flashback? That's all they do for the rest of the series. It's like the flashbacks, the flashbacks, <laughs> yeah. and they get it from um, the dude's desk. Like, it was taken away, and they found it. Remember, they broke into the teacher's desk in detention, Mm -hmm. and that's where they found the game, and that's where they started playing it because they got so many detentions and everything. Did you know where the teacher's from? I mean, Uh, the principal? Is he from the Breakfast Club? Yeah, it's Anthony Michael Hall. He doesn't look like him anymore. (laughs) Well, that's what happens if you don't moisturize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make sure you moisturize, I guess. Brought to you by Sarah Vay. Right. <laughs> um, that's crazy because he looked familiar, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, he played Featherstone. Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a great job. I know I was talking to another person today, um, Carrie. She was actually uh, one of the contributors on the Rising Morning Show on WCCB Charlotte. And she felt like it was cheesy, but the right amount of cheesy. You know? Well, yeah, the whole the show is always a little campy. Right. But I, I was really looking forward to it, and I wasn't disappointed in the episode last night. I just looked at my notes and tried not to laugh because I just realized it auto-corrected on my phone to Cole Sprouts did a great job as young Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Good job, Cole Sprouts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> From Veggie Tales. But no, I, yeah, they, I thought Veggie they did a good... Tales. I thought they did... That could have really went... this. I don't know. Riverdale hasn't been super disappointing, but this could have gone really south. But they did a really... I think that it gave all the actors and actresses range to um, do a little bit more than what they have done with their current characters. And um, I think that, especially like K.J. Appa, did a really good job of finding the dimension in um, his dad, Luke Perry's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But I think they really did a good job. They must have watched things of them being, the actors being young, because Cole Sprouts was really spot on as Skeet Ulrich. Totally. It was like kind of like funny to everything, me. everything, the, the his hair. appearance and yeah. the way he acted. Um, I wonder if it creeped out the older actors. I don't know. And then we see that... Uh, Kelly Ripa and, and Mark Consuelos' son, Michael Consuelos, was young Hiram. Yes, and I, I that was fantastic because I was like, they're going to have to find just the right person to play that and look like him, and oh, I, yeah. obviously. And then they couldn't give him too much of a role because I'm not sure he's an actor. Oh, really? I don't know. He may do some things here and there, but, I mean, he's got it in his genetics, I guess. But right. I was I was curious to see how much of they would give him to do and say mm-hmm. not being an established I don't think he is. I could be wrong. I, I don't think he is, though. I'm not 100% sure. Well, Kelly Ripa, she's great as a talk show host. She sucks as an actress. Well, she's going to be on the show. Yeah, so we'll see it's how she a, does. But a be... mistress, how how much talking Would is she, she say she do? was? She's been. It's the role she's been auditioning for for 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. I'm excited to see her just because I, do, I am a fan of her. I love her 
She's amazing. She was great on Broad City. Um, it's just her acting skills, her soap opera uh, acting skills were well, not that great. They're probably soap opera acting skills are perfect for Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I guess it's like a team. It is a soap opera in some ways. <laughs> so we'll see how yeah. she does. Um, but I liked how they did the characters as their parents, and they did. I. I didn't feel like I was watching Betty. I was watching young Alice. And you really I, got into I, it. They really did the characters well. Who was your favorite? Alice. Yeah, I liked... Well, I, I think I liked Colt being uh, his FP. Mm-hmm. I, I, liked, I liked that. But you like... I thought she did a good job as Alice. Yeah. Um, and had the little Hal Cooper bit at the end. Where you're like, no. Oh, I know. It was like two lines. But yeah, you see her change. But you know what? Normally in high school, if... If well, I mean, none of this is a normal high school setting. No, <laughs> but but normally a high school, if someone changes their style so abruptly, like Alice did, people would be calling her out. Also, why is she the only serpent? Uh, like you mean initially? Yeah, like yeah, in school. Question. I thought FP like was born into it or something. Well, like they had serpents and everything, and like he, his father wanted him to go into the serpent path. But if you notice in school, she's the only serpent in school. Yeah, I feel like some of the ends are loose. I feel like they did a good job tying in a lot of backstory of how these parents knew each other because it's mm-hmm. never been that clear how like were they friends or what. But I, yeah, that is a good question because from everything they've established, it made it sound like. FP's legacy was always having been a serpent and that he she joined kind of because of their fling or something. Right. But it appears to be the exact opposite. Right. Um, she, like, called him out for not representing his south-sideness, um, which is also crazy at the fact that she was already, what, I don't know, like five, six weeks pregnant, Alice was, before then quickly hooking up with Hale because... So, but didn't she hook up with Archie's dad in this episode? Yes. So could possibly... But she was already pregnant before... She was sure of it? Yeah, okay. she, was, she already... So, in the beginning like, scenes, the, um, the first scene pretty much of the flashback, if you, as you remember, is um, Alice in the bathroom stall, and she's looking at the results of oh, a pregnancy right. yeah. test. And so she's like, Damn it! Slams her head on the stall or her hand on the stall, and then that's where um, Mrs. Lodge, at that time Mrs. Gomez, um, heard that, and she's like, "Uh, what?" You mean Hermione? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so she like you know, opens I think up the that stall. That was my least favorite character. Maybe because she didn't have a lot of lines, and I think that um, yeah, she didn't have a lot of lines, and I'm not sure how much personality she had prior to becoming her adult self with Hiram. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that Cheryl Blossom, well, I thought that um, Madeline Pesh had the hardest job to do as showing the Penelope Blossom becoming Penelope that Blossom. Was, so that story, though. It makes that, sense, like, why she turned out weird or why they all are weird. They're all so weird. That is such a crazy backstory. Now, my favorite character in the flashback was Alice, but the craziest story was the Penelope story. And also, it's interesting to me that the show was established as these characters having some long back history of just knowing each other in high school, but like clearly they probably didn't have this plot in mind. Mm-hmm. So they they did a good job of a, a 
realistic way of tying them all together to this one event that made them all turn. You know what I'm saying? Like they, this is season three. Right. They may not have known they were even doing a season two. So to have like this good backstory that works so well and mm-hmm. makes so much sense, that's pretty good writing there. Yeah. To like kind of go back and reinvent a past that has already been created. Mm-hmm. I that totally agree. Good. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting though is once again the sisters the sisterhood or whatever Mm -hmm. was brought up again. Yeah, let's maybe do away with that place. So are we thinking that maybe this is going to be tied into something with the farm, something with the game and the poisoning? It could be. And the poisoning thing is still very interesting because clearly we see the principal Featherstone has died from that poison. But why did he drink it? Why would he drink something Yeah, random? like that was just like, <laughs> like standing mm, there. Somebody left a chalice. Yeah, yeah like, ooh, Kool-Aid. Nobody's drink that. finders and keepers. All of the graffiti all over the place with like, choose your fate. You know what, though? If at work somebody were to poison a donut at work, like we would all die. Die, yeah. <laughs> just because if a stranger bought it and you still eat it anyways. We'd never question food at work. Yeah. I feel like I'd be okay if I died eating a donut. <laughs> You'd go happy with sprinkles all around your mouth. Yeah. Or chocolate. <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. But um, I'm just wondering if maybe they're finally tying in the true backstory of the sisterhood um, institution. Yeah. I would love, you know, it would be kind of cool if maybe even next year they went farther back, if there was like some kind of like Salem witch history in the town, like. Is that now tying into Sabrina, though? So are they not going to go that direction? Well, I mean, I'm just making this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like we have to debate it. But I think it would be cool to see like a real, like if it was like when Riverdale was established, it was established on an ancient burial ground of the natives. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like that, because they, I like that they go into the past, but it would be even fun, more fun to see them like playing like, the Riverdalians from 1600. Riverdalians. Riverdalians. Uh, Riverdalites. I think I, I just, I overall really enjoyed this flashback. And I knew it was going to be good, even though it was cheesy. And I'm actually pretty surprised that Alice did not take now one new item that we'll have to get from Trader Joe's, Frizzle Rocks. If anybody can find some Fizzle Rocks, let us know. I feel like it's Pop Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and they just... Drink pop and, and maybe it's it's regional. Maybe in the north they say fizzle rocks, and then in the the Pennsylvania Dutch area they say pop rocks. I I totally see it being pop rocks. Um, we could probably make some pop rocks and diet coke. Yeah, and then you explode. Um, what was I gonna say? I forget. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, the one part I did not like. Uh-oh. The one part I did not like, and I have a question for all you Gen Zs out there. What is up with it? Why do we have to have every episode be a nod to Glee? Like, I get, like, there's the, a song again. And, like, I could, what I could. What song? Oh, at, when the, they the formed Fred the band. Head, the Fredheads played. Yeah. I guess, they, I think they already they had, had a band. They had to do that because of the comics. I get it. But, um. So much musical interludes, and and they had Carrie last season. I could um, die happy never seeing another random musical number on a (laughs) a TV show. If I had a singing voice, I would break out into song. They do that on soap operas a lot. They have them do karaoke a lot at places, and I think it's just a filler. 
and then also be filler and then mm-hmm. see maybe these the, because they know a lot of their actors are triple threats like Broadway mm-hmm. actors so they uh, they let them sing and they do that on The Flash sometimes too but like I don't like it <laughs> uh, you know where I like it in Flight of the Concords and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yes. and that's it yes. I tolerated Glee for a couple seasons I um, could only do season one of Glee yeah, I, th- I don't I even think I saw it. when Grant Gustin was even on or Melissa Benoist. Yeah. Um, so many Glee actors are now CW actors, but I couldn't do it. I do love the backstory that we finally found out was Sheriff Color and the mayor's history. Oh, oh. the I racial actually, injustice. I was so... I was so happy and so sad at the all at the same time because I was so happy because they were so cute together. Yeah. And then they really did love each other. And then they broke it off because of the uh, racial injustice. And it, Riverdale's a racist town. And in the 90s. But wait, so that I made love me like that they said, Will you wait for me? Like, I'll wait for you forever. And I thought that was so cute. And that's why they're be, still in love right now. It has to be a real racist town, though, because, like, it looked like a scene from the 50s. He was wearing that, like, old army hat or whatever, the Navy hat or Air Force. I don't know what, some kind of cadet hat. Yeah. Um, or but whatever. Moose it was is 1992. In now. <laughs> like, that's true. Right? So I'm saying, like, we're, I hear Riverdale is close to Canada, right? <laughs> but why is it so racist up there? I thought the North was free. Um, Penelope was against Cheryl, remember, because of her lesbian tendencies. Yeah. So they're racist and homophobic in, in 1992 Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But I thought it was so cute that they were truly into each other. And then they're like, maybe when we're older. And then when they're older, both having an affair with one another. Right. Maybe they just should have dated because it was 92. <laughs> Maybe they're making a. Maybe they're just. Maybe Sheriff Keller, young Sheriff Keller, was just saying that as an excuse because he didn't really want to date her. Oh, don't like, we say just that. Can. <laughs> they can't because of society. But um, going towards the end of the episode for a couple of things, mm-hmm. um, do you know who or do you have a theory of who? The gargoyle king is somebody's. Uh, some I think it was AV Club uh, predicted it could be. I think they're joking though. It could be um, the mayor because she had lipstick and there's like lipstick in the written on the bathroom walls. Oh, well, that might be it. But I think that's a little easy. That's. I but it would see be cool. Where the tie I could see it is. being a girl. But like, why would it have been her? What would have been her reasoning? Did he? Did the principal try to keep them apart or something? Or I don't think the principal did. And did they mean to kill the principal? Or it was I, all unclear. Yes, it seemed like he was an accidental victim of it. Right. But maybe not. But um. But like, it was weird that Alice was saying like. It had to be one of us, so that means one of us had to die, and that means one of us is a murderer trying to kill one of us. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, I, I could see the, it being the mayor. Now that you mention it. But I like, could, what would be her motive? And who is her, she really trying to kill? Yeah, I don't know. Those are all great questions. But I don't think we're going to revisit, unless we, we're not going to revisit young, what's her, what's her, what was her name? Um, 
Mayor McCoy. So yeah, Mayor McCoy. So yeah, I don't think we're revisiting young Mayor McCoy, um, but maybe we'll see more with Mayor McCoy in future episodes. I just don't know who else it would be. I mean, unless, unless it's, it's somebody, still an outside party, right? Because here's Someone the thing: feeling left out. Yeah, and somebody invited all the t- all the midnight club people, and there's like Hiram's whole group. Still could be Hiram, mm-hmm. but it, I, it still could just be somebody, an outside force messing with the teens of the town. But like, how do they get wind of it being played? The game is being played, right? Also, unless the costumes it's a- and. Here's a theory. What? Maybe because they have brought this up so many times and it's such a big deal when it comes to some of these characters' background stories or even stories in general, like their journeys through life. Um, maybe it's someone from the Sister Institute. Maybe they're trying to kill Cheryl. I mean, not Cheryl, Penelope. Pen- yeah, exactly. Uh, or they caught wind of Alice being pregnant and they're trying to kill her because it's a sin or something it could be one of those two man if we go back to that whole like cleansing sin plot line that would be lame that was all last year's that was the black hoods it would have to be different you're right yeah i don't know then i still think it might be some kind of outside force we don't know but i also think it may be female i think it has to be a female this year yeah because otherwise we're just being sexist against who can be villains because women can be (laughs) anything if you're a young kid listening to this, <laughs> ladies, you can be anything. You could be. You a can be victim. a villain. You could be a villain. Yeah. You could be a mayor. <laughs> you can't yet be president. You can be president. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> Try harder. But I mean, I feel like we've seen this character before because they always tie in the character with someone who's been around mm-hmm. for a while. That we might have not thought of. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, think of... Re- okay, so Reggie has been a little bit around, and then his dad was in the episode. Yeah, he didn't have, like, a big role, I feel like. His right. dad didn't. But, but he that's, only wore those big yeah. yellow cup sunglasses. But maybe it's that's the, that's the thing. Maybe that's what they're doing is, like, he's been, you know, he's helping out with the speakeasy, and he's around. Um, he's subtly in the background of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're trying to set it up. There's something there with his family. Like, where's his mom? We don't know. Could be one and, of the people. And who organized the big night? Right. That's Yeah, that and who like, got the poison and who set the precedent for like Because if the game has already been established in a round, that makes me think it's not a kid. Right. Also... I don't, maybe I missed this in the episode, but I don't remember Alice saying, oh, the cups are in the display, in the display case. You know, I didn't notice that, too. I, I think maybe the, it was implied that she told her. Okay. To look there. So that means possibly you're right. It has to be an adult because how are you going to get in that display case? But the, she put them there. Maybe. And so I'm saying, but I'm th- what I'm thinking is like, the game was already in existence before these kids found right. it. And it Someone was already had like, created yeah, it. Yeah, it was already locked up away from them for a purpose. So mm-hmm. was somebody did somebody create it for the purpose of wanting to try to kill off the, the Midnight Club? Or were did somebody had it already been established like in the generation past and it was a problem? You know, that's that's my question. Like how far back does this game go? Does it go beyond the parents? Hmm. Where are the, where are these answers on the forums? 
Yeah. I want this debate. Come on. <laughs> Let's check Reddit. Um, so, yeah, I want to know how far back does the game really go? Because that would help to try to piece together the puzzle. Well, yeah, and who created it? Yeah, who created it? Was it because you said it was found in Principal Featherstone's desk? Yes. And then the Doily brother or the Doily father find the book or something in the restrictions, restricted section? Somebody found something in the restricted section. I don't. What am I missing? I, re- I can't remember. I don't remember them finding it in a restricted section but um i do like i do know it was locked away in the desk and the reason why they were breaking into the desk was because um not penelope veronica's mom trying to think of her name hermione yes she wanted her game back from the teacher and the teacher took that away and locked it up that's okay and so she broke into the desk to get that back and that's how um Archie's dad, Fred Andrews, got his drumsticks back, and that's how some people got all of their items back. Oh, so and I'm that's where they like different. stumbled upon the game on the very bottom of the drawer. Okay, and so they're like, "Well, we're bored. Why don't we just start playing it?" Because we're in Was that the, the the principal? Like, whose drawer was that? It was. It was. Well, Featherstone had a key to that desk, uh-huh. but it was in a classroom where a teacher would normally teach. I am not 100% sure the teacher's name because it was mentioned, but it was just a classroom that they would normally have detention in. Yeah. So it was, a you know, a couple of people used that classroom. I'm trying to look through this recap and see if they show... Which teacher's classroom? Nope. I don't think they, they mentioned do. it was a female. So it could be with our theory, maybe it was that female teacher that she mentioned. It could be. Um, being the gargoyle king. And maybe she was the creator of it. Maybe it all started there. Maybe she's even related to Miss Grundy. That's what I was wondering. Would that <laughs> character be back? The diddlers. <laughs> She was bad, and that keeps happening in real life in schools. Yeah, it's creepy. That's not a joke. Don't mess around with your teacher. Yeah. Um, no one had to tell me that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know what teacher, but maybe we'll find out more of that. Is there an older teacher at Riverdale? We don't ever really see the teachers. It's like in the the Peanuts gang readers are. Yeah, exactly. Um. I'll have to go back and write down the name of the teacher's name that um, what's was name? on the... Yeah, that was, took the game away from Hermione. Yeah, because I, I can't find it anywhere. Because and, she no. said it once and so fast, and that's why she was breaking into there. But it was one quick mention, and then they moved forward. So I could see how it would be her, because it was also in her desk, and it looked like it was in mint condition. So right. it didn't look all decrepit. Yeah, so that could be a big clue. It could be. So if anyone out there knows, let us know, because that that could be... I need to go back and watch that part, because yeah. that could be a good It clue. happened so fast, though. I'm just interested in who put those cups... In the display case because maybe that could lead to it too. Well, I well I think Alice probably when they decided to never talk of the game again, mm-hmm. I feel like Alice put them there, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, could be. But the thing is, the reason why I don't think it could be Alice is because they would only have teachers or trustworthy students like Betty 
open up the display case and she was a serpent so and she was a troublemaker yeah but betty opened up the display case like trustworthy student that's what i said no but she was sneaking around doing it it's not like they're like yeah go on in well i mean she had a key to it i i i feel like alice would have done the same thing like she would have had like snuck a key and snuck them in there oh yeah i'm thinking betty is like you know almost an all-American girl who's like always a good girl but she was sneaking I don't felt I didn't feel like she was sneaking oh I definitely thought she was because she was looking around over her shoulder and and then like when she like opened it she looked over her shoulder to see if anybody was watching her Hmm. so I I thought like Alice had put them there and finally caved and told Betty where they were Right. And that's where she's like, oh, hiding in plain sight. I did like that, even though her mom told her the details of clues and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. the writing on the window seal and stuff like that, um, that she still checked her sources. She still questioned it. Like, are yeah. you telling me the well, truth? Well, because, like, why would you listen to her anymore? Yeah. I still wonder, too, if we'll see any more having, because we did address the baby. So that Chick Cooper is really somewhere. Yeah. And then the other fake shit Cooper, what the heck is that guy? That's a good question. He's roaming the woods like a weirdo. The creepiest part of the entire episode, um, as we're wrapping up, I felt like was the end part with the Jughead in the bunker and yeah. him getting really into the game. That or he seems like he's high. Yeah, he did seem like because it he's was on hazy. fizzle rocks. Yeah. It was hazy. And he was very um spastic acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was really, really intense. It could also be whatever is in the cups. Right. Making them. Which, where are they getting would, that stuff? Where yeah. are they getting it? That's a great question. Who's too. putting it in there? Who's because supplying if you, the Kool-Aid in this cult? Well, we saw in the bunker, like, Ben was the one mixing the drinks and everything. But in the flashback episode, the person that was hosting the game never started doing that at all. Yeah. Like, they didn't do that at all. And that one night where the events came all together... It was set up. It was set up. So right. why are these kids now mixing the drinks when that was never part of the game? Well, yeah. That's... Yeah. I want to know. Or... Like again, like who is telling them how to mix it and who's supplying them? Like where did that all come into play? Yeah, there's a lot of good mystery going on, and we're not going to solve it. <laughs> not before lunch, at least. Nope, <laughs> nope. But if you have an idea, make sure you tweet at us at just just wccb, and I'm yeah. at Nomi Burton. Um, that's it for Riverdale Rewind. Yep. Until next time, kids. Any last words? I'm tired. Okay. Those are my last words. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Riverdale Rewind. Brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. 